United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Saturday will mark the 20th anniversary of the implementation of U.N. Security Council Resolution UNSCR 1325, which was the first formal declaration made by the international community to recognize the disproportionate and inordinate impact of armed conflict on women and girls and the critical role women play in peace building. That's from the statement. Let's make some more sense of it, understand it a little bit better as we bring into the program Kathleen Keenast, who's Director of Gender Policy and Strategy at the United States Institute of Peace, tweeting at K-A-T-H Keenast, K-U-E-H-N-A-S-T. Kathleen, welcome back. Thanks for being on POTUS this morning. Hello, Tim. Nice to be back with you and talk about this amazing resolution. 20 years ago seems like forever, yet 2000, if I say it that way, doesn't sound like a long, long time ago. But I I, I get the sense we're in a very different world now. But are we? I guess that's part of the, the question on this anniversary. So how do we compare then and now? Well, I think the most important thing to look at is uh, that we have a long way to go to really recognize uh, the impact that women have uh, in peace building processes, positive impact, but also to recognize uh, that women and girls need different types of protection during violent conflict. So just that is a landmark breakthrough, the recognition of women as a part of the picture of uh, war. Uh, we used to only think of war and we would have John Wayne come into mind, you know, with his pith helmet. Now we start to understand, especially through some of the great uh, uh, documentaries, uh, people like Abby Disney and others have done to really bring that face of women into understanding the complexity of human violent conflict. But really, the good news is that 86 countries now around the world, uh, Tim, have what are called national action plans. So we know this is a global effort. This isn't some side project of the United Nations. Uh, The civil society uh, community throughout the world has worked for decades to recognize women's rights and, of course, to make sure that women are part of the key crafters of peace processes. It is the one resolution out of the UN that has been translated into more than 100 languages. So we know it's having impact, but we also know that uh, changing the mindset of a society uh, often very male-dominated, patriarchal, uh, it is difficult to find room for women at any table. Kathleen, I was looking at the notes from the release saying that a study of 156 peace agreements showed that when women are included in peace processes, agreements are 35 percent more likely to last at least 15 years. Is there a way to tell to understand specifically how women have that kind of an effect on peace processes? Absolutely. I mean, we could pick a several of them right off the top. Uh, one is uh, the the uh, uh, peace building effort done in the Philippines with the Moro Islamic Liberation Front, uh, Bagsamora Agreement. That 
particular agreement was made up of 50% uh, women and 25% of the signatories. What did they bring to it? They brought a lens of saying, you know, this isn't just giving up our guns. You know, this is about creating a society where uh, rights, reconciliation, education must be a part of the change. I think that's really, you see that also in the 1998 Northern Ireland Good Friday Agreement, where women were a key part of the language of building that reconciliation uh, and, and, and really stating that women must be full and equal in the political participation of the reconciliation process and, and the government. Uh, definitely, we're looking for some of those wins in Afghanistan, and uh, we'll be watching that carefully over the weeks and months ahead. You know, you're not the first to make mention of the fact that the peace talks between the U.S. and the Taliban, obviously with Afghanistan, uh, have been remarkably uh, – women are remarkably absent in that. One believes perhaps it's the Taliban in the way that – their patriarchal organization does not recognize the influence or the, the, I guess, viability of women at the table. But speak to that issue and also the, the, the question of whether or not it is a part of if that gap also exists anywhere else in the U.S., for example, in our policy. Well, actually, I'm going to pick up the policy first and then I'll come back to your question about Afghanistan. Uh, the U.S., uh, Congress in 2017 passed the Women, Peace and Security Act, which calls for our government, their agencies, four of them in particular, to really be a global leader in promoting women's participation, not only in peace processes, but in conflict prevention and the management and resolution in terms of sustaining democratic institutions, uh, especially in conflict-affected and fragile states. Uh, it is the only country so far to enact such a law uh, in response to the UN's resolution 1325. And we suspect that other countries will begin to say, yes, this absolutely has to be a part of our governance framework in terms of foreign policy. Uh, in terms of uh, the question about Afghanistan and the Taliban, indeed, uh, this is a really complex and, and uh, decades, uh, you know, predicament. But just, just this morning in the Afghanistan Times, uh, Nangahar appointed its first female court judge. So, you know, in spite of all of this happening with the Taliban, we do see breakthroughs. And that's, you know, we know this is a long, a long game. This is not a short game. And I, whatever the decisions and the processes with the Taliban, uh, there is no doubt that the mindset and the consciousness that women make a difference is especially accurate in the younger Afghans. Uh, and I think, you know, the story will continue, but the seed of gender equality is there. And I have great confidence in the Afghan people. Kathleen Keenast, I appreciate you being on the show today. Thanks so much for being on POTUS. Absolutely. Always good to talk to you, Tim. Kathleen Keenast, Director of Gender Policy and Strategy at the United States Institute of Peace, discussing the 20th anniversary 
of United Nations Security Council Resolution 1325, where we were, where we are, and where we're going. The Twitter handle is at Kath, K-A-T-H, Keenast, K-U-E-H-N-A-S-T. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.